Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to take a ride on the Bruise Cruise. A very special edition in the Halloween spirit. Bruise Cruise Podcast presents Macabro. Each and every week from October to December for 12 very special episodes, we will be diving into all things macabro from monsters, ancient aliens, and even serial killers. Tune in each week, Friday morning at 6 a.m. to hear each and every edition of the Bruce Cruise Podcast, Macabro. In the frigid, dense forest of northern Minnesota, with the wind howling. Like a wolf, zeroing in on a kill. Nestled in a cabin, woodstone burning, and the beautiful lake Winnebagoches, right out the front window. As you pour your hot chocolate, a noticeable silence from the outside world sends shivers up your spine as the mood in the air has seemed to change instantly. You curiously peer out the window, quietly hoping to see a black bear roaming the lakeside. At that moment, a blood-curdling sound sweeps across the valley. As you stare perplexed out your window, you see it. At that moment, a blood-curdling sound sweeps across the valley. As you stare perplexed out your window, you see it. However, you have no idea what this creature is. It stands upright and has deer antlers, looking to be at least 10 feet tall, and severely malnourished. Your brain just can't comprehend what it's seeing. The creature's skin looks to be hanging by tendons alone, and what could be blood but too far away to tell, oozing from its mouth. You're so distracted, you fail to notice the creature's head has turned right to you. And as you stand dumbfounded in your window, your eyes meet the eyes of the creature. The grotesque monster turns its body, now fully facing your cabin, howls and charges. Terrified, you run to the back of the cabin, slam the door to the bedroom, and grab your shotgun for good measure. The creature pounds on your cabin door. Quaking with fear, you stand to increase your chances of hitting center mass. This is just but one example of the terrifying tales surrounding the Wendigo, the mythical creature of Algonquin legend. As the legend goes, if you resulted to cannibalism, you were at great risk of transforming into a Wendigo. Researchers believe that this legend came about as a deterrent to the act of cannibalism due to the struggles of everyday life and the Great Plains and the Great Lakes region, where food was scarce during the harsh winter months.
This is just but one example of the terrifying tales surrounding the Wendigo, the mythical creature of Algonquin legend. As the legend goes, if you resulted to cannibalism, you were at great risk of transforming into a Wendigo. Researchers believe that this legend came about as a deterrent to the act of cannibalism due to the struggles of everyday life and the Great Plains and the Great Lakes region where food was scarce during the harsh winter months. Many have stated the Wendigo originated with the use of magic and has been described as 15 feet tall with long yellow fangs, terrible claws, and incredibly long tongues. The creature has also lent itself to a medical term known as Wendigo psychosis, which has traversed many cultures for hundreds of years. For example, a Jesuit relations document from 1661 reads, What caused us greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake, namely that the men deputed by our conductor of the purpose of summoning the nations to the North Sea and assigning them rendezvous where they were where they were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner those poor men according to the report given to us were seized with an ailment unknown to us but not very unusual among the people we were seeking they were afflicted with neither lunacy hypochondria nor frenzy would have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them more canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men, like variable werewolves, and they devour them ferociously, without being able to appease their glut, their appetite, forever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat, this ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among these pe simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. Another old story from 1878, when a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner suffered one of the worst cases known. Swift Runner was a traitor with the Hudson's Bay Company, who was married and the father of six children. In 1875, he served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. During the winter of 1878-79, Swift Runner and his family were starving, along with numerous other Cree families. His eldest son was the first to die of starvation, and at some point, Swift Runner succumbed to Wendigo psychosis. Though, emergency food supplies were available at Hudson's Bay Company Post, some 25 miles away, he did not attempt to travel there. Rather, he killed the remaining members of his family and consumed them. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. A Wendigo allegedly made several appearances near a town called Rosesso in northern Minnesota from the late 1800s through the 1920s. 
each time that it was reported, an unexpected death followed, and finally, it was seen no more. Another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler, an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. Some of these creatures were said to have been sent by enemy shamans, and others were members of his own band who had been taken with the insatiable, incurable desire to eat human flesh. In the latter case, Fiddler was usually asked by family members to kill a very sick loved one before they turned Wendigo. Fiddler's own brother, Peter Flett, was killed after turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. Hudson's Bay Company traders, the Cree, and missionaries were aware of the Wendigo legend, though they often explained it as mental illness or superstition. Regardless, several incidents of people turning Wendigo and eating human flesh are documented in the records of the company. In 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of this pardon. Among the Assiniboine, the Cree, and the Ojibwe, a satirical ceremonial dance is sometimes performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. The frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the 20th century as Native Americans came into greater and greater contact with Western ideologies. However, Wendigo creature sightings are still reported, especially in northern Ontario, near the cave of the Wendigo. And around the town of Kenora, where it has allegedly been spotted by traders, trackers, and trappers for decades. There are many who still believe that the Wendigo roams the woods and the prairies of northern Minnesota and Canada. Kenora, Ontario, Canada has been given the title of Wendigo Capital of the World by many. Sightings of the creature in this area have continued well into the new millennium. Bruiser Nation, I hope you enjoyed the first edition of Bruise Cruise Podcast Macabro. Tune in next week when we dive into the legends of everybody's favorite wolf. That's right the werewolf right here on the bruise cruise podcast special edition macabro this special edition of the bruise cruise podcast was brought to you by bruiser nation productions performed by this edition of the bruise cruise podcast was brought to you by bruiser nation productions written edited and performed by Jason McCarthy with special guest host Jason McCarthy Jr. Follow us on social media at Bruiser Nation PR and visit our official website BruiserNationProductions.com for merch, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, 
and everything you need to be a member of the Bruiser Nation. And until next time, stay good, stay scared, because we're always good.